Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Take a second. All right. Five, four, three, two, go. And we're back, slick and thick, in the building. Hey. I'm here. I'm Mickey Gall. Over here, we got his royal thickness, Thicky Smalls himself. Hey. G Dog. Hey. G Money. Hey. And Gerard motherfucking Michaels. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And to my left, at six foot three, 200 pounds, and every oh, single one of intro. them is a problem. This is. The master of punks, the tamer of sages, the uh, king of the ring, the it. prettiest of the pretty boys. The first person to out-hustle him will be the next one. No, the next person to out-hustle him will be the first person. 200 pounds and every one of them is a problem. The one, the only, the future champ, Mickey Gall. Hey. hey and up? in between and, us. Uh, we got the legend. We got the OG. Oh. And there, look, there's one person I call OG. Mm. And it's this man right here, OG Billy D. Williams. Yes, you heard me right, Billy D. Williams. Billy, the, hey. the Billy D. Williams. Yeah, everybody else in is an house. imposter. Yeah. yeah, that other guy. They're faking. That other guy. Yeah. He ain't the one. No, he ain't the one. Nah. Billy D. Yeah, we got you're, the Billy D. You're pretty yoked, and I don't want to start beef, but I noticed that you're wearing one person's merch. Slick and thick is a team. It's a brand. What's going on here? Hey, bro. I'll let me. I'll answer for him, Billy D. I got this. Hey, bro, Billy D's been here since day one with me. Day one. Billy D's been me and Billy D been through it all. Blood of the Covenant, brother. I've never We've been him. through blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> in the gym, in the cage, <laughs> everywhere, brother. We've been everywhere. Yeah. We've been everywhere. Gotcha. Yeah, we've been fighting people all over the earth. He takes together. your back. You take his back. Whoa. I mean, I mean, he has your back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we got each other's back. <laughs> Easy there, buddy. Hey, hey, we don't play that shit. We don't play that shit. We don't play that shit. You put your hooks in me. Tell me why. No. That's a, that's a hard Negative. Thing. I know Billy D was a part of a very legendary uh, football game. I know Gerard did some legendary shit to someone's eyes one time in a football game. That story needs to be told. Uh, that story was to told. I don't think we told it on, on our Legion of Skanks. We <laughs> haven't told it on ours. So you go, you go on from there. The next two years. You... So wait, when did the gangster shit start? Uh, I was the gangster during that time. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, just because I was at Randolph. Like I grew up a little different, man. I went to Randolph. Um, I, I'm not saying I wasn't. I was blessed to a certain extent. I had no father. My dad was in the household. He was there, but I had zero father. My brother was my father to me. Like I looked at him and wanted to emulate everything he did. My dad didn't teach me shit. Mm. Didn't teach me anything. I can't remember getting a birthday card past like seven from my dad. And why? Why was that? Was he? He was he. Just, cold all he did was work was he an alcoholic was he no he was just a cold guy yeah just worked 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 thought working was enough like right have you ever seen um uh, there, there's a, a phenomenal phenomenal um well first it was a book then it was a play uh set in pittsburgh denzel washington just made it into a movie that that centers on this exact topic um i believe it's called fences no seen, it's uh omri pull up uh I read the book and they made a beautiful play about it. It was a uh, big I fun. Love fences. Aubrey, pull up. Um, 
Denzel, uh, why don't you love me? Fences. And if I have the name of the movie wrong, please let me know. But it's um, really very, very, very powerful. Very powerful. So you saw the movie? Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. I like Denzel. I'm not sure oh, he's, he is. He I, he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is this is him at his pinnacle. Yeah. I'll check it out. You got it right. Cool. Is it, is it queued up? It is now. If you've never seen this, you got to see it. Oh, it's from 2016, huh? Go. Uh, let's go back what to the beginning. And What's the premise? Oh well, so he, he's a he's a hardworking guy. He's a very dutiful guy, and he kind of makes the mistake of thinking providing is the same as loving, and and leads you know. Uh, well, I don't want to ruin the movie for anybody. That never, it's very, 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 very powerful, um, and, and it's very real life, and it's it's very life in in middle class, lower middle class, you know, struggling to survive. People that are men, especially, we're very poor communicators. You know, and, and a guy thinks he's doing his job and his duty and, it, you know, um, by providing, you know, but, but you know, there, there's no emotional, he's not providing anything emotionally. He's providing, you know, sustenance, he's putting a roof over head, sure. you know, so again, you know, it, it's, um, oh, just play the clip. It's very, very, very powerful film though. Very powerful. You know, that book. shit is real. Yeah. That's his son. Like that's him. Who the hell said I got to like you? What law is there say I got to like you? Want to stand up in front of my face and ask a damn fool-ass question like that? Talking about liking somebody. Come here, boy, when I talk to you. Straighten up, damn it. I asked you a question. What law is there say I got to like you? None. All right, then. Don't you eat every day? Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. As long as you're in my house, you put a sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You eat every day. Yes, sir. Got a roof over your head. Yes, sir. Got clothes on your back. Yes, sir. Why do you think that is? Because of you. <laughs> Hell, I know it's because of me. But why do you think that is? Because you like me? No, you got to keep going. Oh, dude, that's the... A memorable... What do we get? What do we we'll, get? We'll go find the full clip. That was insane. I've never been yeah, we didn't honey get... dicked like that for a what clip we, ever. We didn't get the... That was insane. What did we do? But that, that was... oh. at, at this point, you guys just want to watch the movie? I mean... <laughs> no. Um, no, you got to watch that the clip. The ending of the clip is the most powerful part. My God. That's, you uh, know, what, what we got to pay extra to, for, for the happy ending here? We got the, the massage and what's going on? We're looking for the full clip. Sorry about all that, right, guys. Yeah. That's all good. It's, so yeah. anyway, you were saying... So yeah... Um, not having a dad kind of like made me a little harder when I was young, just because I didn't, you know, I don't know how to really explain it, but you said, asked me when I became a gangster. And I think I became a gangster when I was young because I felt like that's all I had was me, you know, like I knew my brother was leaving and I knew he was going to go on to, you know, do his own thing. So I always had just like me, like, Right, you had to look out for you. Yeah, and I didn't have a dad to teach me shit. My brother, once he like got older, was with his own little friends, so he kind of alienated me, not on purpose, just, right, just you know how. Up being yeah, a kid, so yeah. I was just left to fend for myself, so to say. And that honestly, that I'm not giving a sob story. That's how I became like a gangster, so to say. You know. So what would you start doing first? Uh, I don't know. Probably little like. I would say 
Like robberies? Yeah. Like sticking places up or like just like uh, breaking and entering and... Like, yeah, B&E's, I guess. Yeah. And you were rolling with, with a crew or... Nah, I don't roll yourself? with a crew. I roll like Omar, you. bro. I was like Omar. I roll Dolo all the time. And I honestly, like at a young age, knew don't do shit with other people because they tell on you. Because honestly, we went and when I was younger, we... When you when you're saying younger, what what how old are you talking? Nine, ten. Nine, ten. You're doing breaking and entering. Yeah, I was bad, son. I was bad. I was bad. Huh. Riding my bicycle around, getting into shit. I was bad. We, were you aware at the time of what you were doing was wrong, and you just didn't care, or? Yeah, I, I didn't give a fuck. Mm. Genuinely, ten doing years old, bad I, things is because fun. that's but that's no, one dude no, 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 no. friends. <laughs> but yes, but not not. <laughs> but I I didn't have that mentality. I just had like, I'll suffer the consequences later. Like, yeah, fuck it. Nobody like, nobody's here to say anything or teach me. Sure. I'll suffer later. Like, I know I'm gonna get in trouble mm -hmm. for this, but maybe I won't. I heard get... Mike Tyson say something about that too, where he was like so unhappy at home. He was 11 years old. And he was like, if I'm unhappy, why the fuck should you be happy? And that, mm. that's you know, like that's. I don't think I. I don't think I was to that point because my mom was solid. But there's certain things my mom just can't give me. Like, mm -hmm. I felt all the love from my mom. I didn't need any more from you. I needed love from my dad. So I think I acted out a lot because because of that. And um, I seen some bad shit when I was little. Like, my dad beating on my mom. That's tough. Yeah. Like, really beating on her. Like, not just, like, a little smack. Like, beating on her to where you a helpless feeling, too. No, I wasn't kid, right? helpless. Like, when you're a little kid and you got to jump in. This is the type of shit that went on in my house. Nine, yeah. ten years old, have to jump in. Definitely, my sister oh, and I would we would go to school with black eyes, and the school would be like, "What the fuck happened?" Fell down some stairs. Wow, yeah. we ain't saying shit. Back, that's in the nineteen eighties. What are they gonna do? Yeah. You know, I had got lunch meals at school tickets. I wasn't, everything wasn't great at my household, you know, just because like a lot of people be like, oh, but you lived in Randolph. We lived in the worst house in Randolph and it was because it was on a borderline. Is Randolph a nice area? I'm unfamiliar yeah, with Yeah, at the time it was, yeah, that was like a middle class, but we definitely were not middle class. Mm -hmm. But so I started doing stuff when I was young, like stupid stuff. I honestly can remember that. Um, my senior year when like prom came around, you know, I was worried about how I was going to pay for a prom suit, a prom ticket and this and that, because my whole life, I love my mom, but she would write bad checks knowing that she wanted to give me something and knowing she didn't have the money yeah, in the account. That's embarrassing too, man. Embarrassing. Yeah. I, I grew up as a kid with like. Here comes Billy with the, you know, bad checks or, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm 12, Other 10. people's parents talk. That's and not then it gets my down fault. To yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had, to, I had to deal with that my whole life. So at, you had to get your own. At a certain point, I was like, man, fuck these bad checks and being embarrassed. I'm just going to steal my own shit. Yeah. That's my mentality. Sorry. Yeah. You uh -huh. grew up in Randolph. You're not a bad kid. You had everything given. Man, fuck you. Walk in my shoes. You won't like it. So, yeah, I, I've seen some bad shit in my household. And it is what it is, but that's so that why I get... You were saying your senior year with the prom... Uh... Yeah, I was worried about my mom writing a bad check, so 
I went out and did my own thing. What did you do? <laughs> um, I knew a couple people that were from like Denville or whatever the case may be that may have been selling like, you know, swag weed or whatever. And I just went and acted like I was going to purchase something and took everything that they had and stick up kid, whatever, pretty much. What are you going to do? You want to fight? I'm down for it. You want to stab? I'm down for it at this time. Mm -hmm. That was me. So people will be like, that's not Billy. Well, you don't know that because you weren't with me. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I can vouch for the heart that you have and that you're a sweet guy. You make every kid you see smile and, you know, you're you're good to everybody. Yeah, but, I mean, I had to do certain things. I felt like my hand was forced to do certain things. Am I proud of certain things I did? No. I paid for everything I paid for everything bad that I did and still mm. pay every day for things that I did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It's the way life is, man. At, at, so at what point did you feel like this is getting out of control? At what point did you feel like I had to make a change? Was this something at that That's time? That's got to be uh, – was this call that rock bottom? Well, I mean, uh, shit. Um, I've been I mean, rock bottom. Everybody hits rock bottom, but yeah, it's amazing how far rock bottom is. Down. Yeah, you think you've hit rock bottom, and then you're when you actually get to rock bottom, you're like, wow, shit was pretty good up there. I knew <laughs> I hit rock. That was all right. I knew I hit rock bottom when I was sentenced to 120 months in federal prison. You got 120 in federal prison, yeah. 10 years. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, good math, by the way, Gerard. 12, 10. Got it. Thanks. <laughs> 10 years in federal prison. Uh, so that, that's not a first offense. I that is first offense. First offense. <laughs> he, he didn't tell you what he did yet. Never had handcuffs on in my life. Never even been in a, a never got a pinch courtroom. Never. And you got 10 years on the first one? Federal. Assault, with a, go deadly, ahead assault and, uh, with a deadly weapon? Nah. Nope. Guess again. Billy, why don't you just take this Mans- one over? Not manslaughter. That, that's not. No, I'm not. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm not going to do anything like that unless my life is threatened or someone around me or my family is threatened. I will definitely take another person's life if you fuck with my family or you fuck with me in a certain way. I have no problem with that, but I'm not just going to frivolously go around. Because to I'm- this day, I've had to talk Billy out of some situations. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah. Billy, go- Billy runs hot. Disrespect. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. I imagine. I mean, you grew up in I such run, an environment of disrespect. There's just so many things I run hot for certain reasons. Like I'm not, I'm not a high-strung person that just wants to beat everybody up. I'm, I have a lot of love in my heart. I just know what the fuck is real in life and what is not real. I've seen a lot of grimy people, and I know a lot of grimy people. I can watch the way you walk. I can watch the way you talk. I can watch the way you move, and I know you're grimy. Really? Yeah, for facts. Because of the situations I've been in and where I've been at. Being incarcerated, being around a bunch of predators for a long period of time, you will notice certain behaviors and that will never leave you. Mafia guys call that college. Mafia college? Yeah, that's what what you really like. Ten years. That's what John Gotti would say. I lost all of my 20s. I lost all of my 20s. I, I... like people talk about, oh, what were you doing when you were twenty? What'd you do this, bro? I don't know. Like I, I lost all of my twenties. Like I can't talk about twenty five, twenty four, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. I came out of jail, prison, twenty eight. You did so. You did eight of the ten years then. Eight and a half. Golly. And then did another year and a half in 
a freaking halfway house. Wow. Working back and forth. You know, I wasn't grimy then. I, I definitely changed my life, but shit's been hard on me, man. And I, I've never told anybody. I've never told this story like to like out like that. Like sure, certain people sure. that like, you know, it's just my past, but well, it is what it is. It makes me who I am. Like if people knew that, they would be like, that's why you move a certain way. That's why, like, yo, why don't you fuck with people? Like what? Well, I don't have time to deal with them. I'm not going to waste any more fucking time in my life being fake and acting like I like someone or being around. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not going somewhere because I want to plead. I'm not doing it, bro. It's a waste of I don't want to do it, so I'm not doing it. So some people, that seems like he's so hard. No, I just know what I know, and I know how much fucking time I've already wasted. You know what I'm saying? In, in retrospect, before... Well, well what, what did you do to get to get jammed up? Uh-huh. Uh, armed bank robbery. Armed bank robbery. Yeah, I robbed a bank. You robbed a bank. But this I didn't go... This is a hell of a story. I didn't yeah. go in there hot like you're thinking, like... You laid out. Everybody get the fuck down! I, it wasn't like that. There was a girl in my college class that worked at a bank. So she would just be talking about the bank, like, all the time. Like, da-da-da-da-da, like, in class. And, like, what class was it? It might have been, like, history or something, like, mm -hmm. social. Anyway, she was just talking about it. And she was good-looking, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, you want to go out to Applebee's? You know, whatever. Went out to Applebee's, see what she was about. Just befriended her. But in my mind, I'm already thinking. What's the angle? I'm robbing this bank. Mm. And I'm not really thinking I'm, I'm going to rob the bank, but... The way my mind, my mind works, mm -hmm. um, the wheels are already, like, I'm setting this girl up, like, I'm kicking it with her, I don't want to do anything sexual, I just want to kick it with you, maybe get some homework done from you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe get a little intel on how the, how the bank gets I'm open in the morning. Homework I'm definitely doing my intel on you, so. Now, had you, um, without self-incriminating, had you done anything of that scale before? Were you working up to something like this? Were you, uh, did, did you think because you hadn't been arrested or caught that you had this game kind of figured out? There is a statute of limitation on certain crimes, but I still will never tell you what you just asked. So I'm going to say maybe. Okay. <laughs> fair. That's fair. So I, but I mean, so the reason I ask is I don't think somebody wakes up one morning and they're like, oh, give me a rub a bag. I feel like that's something you kind of work your way up to, you know? Well, I felt like the wheels were turning and this girl's talking about the bank. So she's talking about one day she was just like, yo, I was counting all this money and there's these new $100 bills. And I was like, now this is 1995. 90, yeah, 95. So I'm like, new $100 bills, big faces. It was when the big faces were coming out. I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? So she shows me one, like, out of her her wallet. And I was just like, damn, I need them big faces. I'm on scholarship at school. I don't have shit. People think just because you're on scholarship, you have everything. Oh, your bills are paid the for. The NIL, I, got my, NIL. I, got my school, I got my school paid for. I still got to pay for books you myself. Get food. If you're if you're a if you're a high level and you're LeBron James, you may not have to pay for your books. Billy D. Williams had to pay for his books. Your schools pay for you. Got I got to pay for books still. I got a debit card that paid for my food 
and I had to eat at a certain cafeteria and this and that. Woo, 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 woo. I still need fucking money. I'm still the same broke dude from New Jersey that I was coming here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that never left me. That mentality, oh, oh, this is great. Now I'm around, in my mind, I'm around some slow motherfuckers. Like, yeah, some suckers. These dudes yeah, are slow as hell. I'm, yeah. I got, I'm, I'm going to run circles around these dudes. This is my mentality. Little do I know these guys are running around packing more guns than you can fucking. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 thinking they're slow, they're, but you are in fuck around and find out territory. Out yes, there. I'm in I'm in serious fuck around and find out territory. We're vice lords and this and that and gangster disciples that I don't know about. Mm -hmm. But I, to me, I'm Billy Badass from New Jersey. You can't fuck with me. That's just my mentality. Whether I was or not, I didn't give a fuck at that time. That's how I was. So. Intel on this girl, whatever the case may be. So I just decided one day, like, I'm I'm going to get down and do this. Um, I was told when I was younger, uh, a black man could get away with anything as long as he pretends he's working. Like, like people won't bother you if you just, you know, act like you're doing working or something. Like, people won't notice you. Like dressed up in like a like a like a. No, you don't have to be. I'm just saying. I this was, is that I, black privilege I keep hearing so much about. <laughs> you know, it's about time somebody talks about it. I was told, like when I was younger, like you know, a black man could get away with a lot of things if he just acts like he's working. It's very true, if, but it, but it's not just a black man. Like anybody that's like nobody would if you were a janitor or you were dressed up as a custodian, nobody would be like, "Hey, what are you doing here, buddy?" You're just like, yeah, hey, how you doing? I guess, but it was just told to me, so I just. I was like, all right. I took it to a whole new level. So I got a little jumpsuit. I got me a little sprayer, like a bug sprayer. No shit. Full, you went full costume, like Mission Impossible. Well, there are certain things that I, I knew. Like, yes, I don't want to disclose everything. No, no, no. But there's what certain, are you comfortable with? I knew I couldn't just, I'm not going in roughing it off. I'm not putting guns to no one's head. That's not me. For that situation, these people did me no harm. I don't have it. I'm not. I'm not ruthless like that. I'm ruthless when you come out of your mouth or you disrespect me. Then it's red. Like I can't. It doesn't matter what happens at that time. Mm. That's just. I don't know why I'm built like that. But the fact that the people didn't disrespect you, you, you it's, it's almost honorable. Where you wanted like, like, look, I'm gonna rob you, but I'm not gonna hurt you. I did. I wasn't. I'm not about that. I never. I'm not. I wasn't gonna do it like that. My my plan was. I, I knew what I was doing. So I got me a little jumpsuit. I got me a little sprayer. Had me a little sawed off Mossberg, right here. Boop. Oh. Well, you weren't exactly nonviolent. For show. <laughs> <laughs> Some twisties, ties, and I knew that. One person came, opened the bank. Everybody else had to be buzzed in. That person that opened the bank has a certain key that goes certain places. Mm. Only that person. If so, they have one key, they have them all. So in order to get in the bank, you have to be buzzed in. First person comes that morning to get in I'm just spraying 
Your heart racing. You, I'm working. That's what I'm saying. My heart's racing. Like thinking racing, about this. Like thinking yeah. I'm about to have to turn the fucking sawed off on this person. No. Uh, for what? I love. No. I wasn't. I was not racing. I'm being honest. I'm. I was racing after the fact. So anyway, doing my thing. Person goes in. I just rush him. Go in. I'm good now. Like. I'm good. Come on in. Same thing. Walk down. Get down. Whatever the case may be. Until I found the right person. All right, give me the had a big ass coho hockey bag tucked in my back. A hockey bag. You know the big. Now, how course. many people are in the bank? Four. Okay. So, um, yeah. So they 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 fill it up. And I Did go you know what, is is that thing you see in the movies with the uh, yes? With there's the, definitely the dye, there's the definitely dye the paint, but there's the... The, it's open. They they are opening so, and no, like there's definitely dye packs. I I know I knew about them because I talked to a certain person. Right. So right. your intel. I didn't get those. They were not included in my Package. satchel. Yes. <laughs> so I left, went back to. My dumbass, this has nothing to do with, like, the situation, but my dumbass, in hindsight, went right back to, like, my, where I was staying. No problem. Took a shower. Tried to take a shower. Could not. Was dripping. Sweat. Dripping. I imagine. Couldn't, couldn't, like, Mm. turned it on cold. Turned it on cold. Got out. Dripping. That adrenaline is just pumping. Dripping. I was like. Pack my shit up. Greyhound. Wow. How much? How much did you grab? Oh, there's a statute of limitations on certain <laughs> things, and I will not disclose that. Big bag it, of money. It was yeah. over a hundred thousand dollars. Omri, hundred thousand dollars in nineteen ninety nine. Five money for today, please. That's a lot of money, bro. Anyway, so, so you ride, you there's ride also, back. There's also restitution that they call restitution in federal prison and in jails where restitution means you have to pay back everything that you reportedly stole. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be $178,000 today. 178. 178 in today's money. Inflation is tough. So... So wait, so they make you do the time and pay the money back? I feel yes. like it should be one yeah. or the other. I feel like if I give you the money okay, back, you talk to, to Michael Francis, you know that. Let me tell you something about I can go on and have like multiple podcasts about the federal BOP, Bureau of Prisons. Um it's a slave tree. Yeah. It's a revolving door and it's a slave tree. No doubt. Especially the for profit. There's the, disgusting. The, the, the way they profit from it, there's a there's a thing called Unicor. In all federal prisons, it's called Unicor. If you owe restitution, they put you in this factory where you work. You get up at 8 in the morning and you have a job. Everybody in federal prison has a job. Whether it's sweeping the floors, whether it's doing lawns from 8 in the morning till recall, which is like 3.15. There's a bell that goes off. Recall, recall. All inmates report back to their cell blocks. Recall. I go back. Everyone on every prison works. There's not one person that like people think 
everyone's just chilling, watching TV. and No, they're making big money. So if you owe restitution, you work in Unicor. You know how much you get paid? So it's, it's like $1 an hour or something. Isn't Literally it? like cents. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get that at the end of the month and you can spend that at commissary, which is owned by presidents and like George Bush, sure. Ke- Keefe products. It's called, what are the Keefe products? But anyway. Well, it's disgusting. I mean, if we really want to get deep it, into it, it's super it's disgusting. disgusting. So taxpayer dollars go to build these prisons, which are then run for profit. And then they get these massive, they use tax dollars. To get these massive, huge contracts. So like Sodexo and these huge companies get this contract to feed the prisoners and clothe the prisoners. And that's tax dollars. Be It's a giant slush fund. Um, and it's a disgusting thing. And if you think about, let's say you stole 100000 Let's say it was 100000 And you spent eight and a half years of your life. Wasn't worth it. They're paying you less than $10,000 a year if that's restitution. You're getting yeah, less than ten grand a year. I could have worked at McDonald's and made... Over that same eight and a half year period? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you would have made five times, six times the amount of money. So I'm the dummy. What I'm saying is it's just my mentality and where I came from caused me to make very stupid and drastic decisions that changed my route in life drastically. Now, monetarily, do I regret where my life would have been because I know I would have I know I would have made it somewhere athletically on a football field Mm. do I regret that no I regret all the people that I hurt and all the 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 things I took away from myself in my 20s for making terrible decisions sure and I'm not blaming that on my father so to say but my stupid decisions came from me Mm -hmm not having anyone in my life that I looked up to for support. You know what I'm saying? Do you think you would have continued escalating if you didn't get caught? Do you think your crimes would would have have bigger and bigger and bigger? I would have been dead. You would have been dead, you think? Yeah, definitely. And it probably wouldn't have been from my crimes. It just would have been from how tough and how big and bad I thought I was. You know? And it's not like I've definitely been beat up before. I've definitely been in like stupid situations, but nobody's ever like put it on me to the point where I was like, man, fuck that. Mm. Like I got to change the way I'm living. And the only way that would have happened would have been like definitely a bullet to my head or something like that. Wow. But yeah, I was not, I was living a, a rough life that a lot of like, not too many people really, really know. Were you were you ready to be let out when you were let out? Were you ready to reintegrate into society? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, what, what was that reintegration process like? Um, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't that tough for me. It was just uh, I was more embarrassed. And there were certain things like that I couldn't shake from my environment. Like um, for the first, I think like five months, I couldn't eat with uh, silverware. Cause it just felt funny in my mouth, and I just like I'd go to Applebee's. I'd be like, Yo, "Can I have like?" I keep saying Applebee's. I go out to eat. I'd be like, "Can I have a plastic forks and spoon?" They'd be like, "You want plastic?" I'd be like, "Yeah." So and me putting my back to everything. Like when I come into a room, I always want, I always want to be able to see what's going on. That's that's me naturally. Like anywhere yeah. I stand, I put my back. Like 
towards shit so I can see shit jump off. Well, you're an attractive man, and this is the East Village, so that's 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 smart. That's a good thing <laughs> that you, you take from that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so, not, to, so not to make light of the so situation. So you're bringing, you're bring, you got the 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 hockey bag full of money on the Greyhound. Yeah, I'm I'm home. I'm I'm. You made it home. You weren't sweating bullets on that fucking bus. Nah, I was good. Once you, uh, was the plan to so quit, when did you, quit when college? Did you, when did you calm plan? down? When did you like calm down? Like you were sweating. The plan was to go have summer and come back and ball the fuck out. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you you stopped sweating really, back at the at the dorm room. You stopped sweating, and then you were you were chilling again. Once I stopped sweating, like I stopped sweating, like I'd say like twenty minutes after, and then I was like, "Man, all right, cool. I I, got, I can't be sweating like just trying to buy a ticket. <laughs> gotta keep it together, yeah. man. Yeah. So you so you 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 weren't you weren't worried on the bus so much. No, not so much. All I right. felt like you know. You like made once it, I was out like of out that. Of, out of the once area. I was out of the. Of the bank, I literally was like, "You thought you weren't afraid someone's about to kick down your door?" I'm good. And... No, son, I'm na- I'm like, I'm naive. Okay, I'm like a kid. All right. I thought the sweating was more like worried, like fuck, like is someone about to? No, it was just my adrenaline. Like, like I'm just, I yeah. can't, like holy shit, like I can't believe I just did yeah. this shit. Like I'm the fucking man, but what the fuck is going on? Like right. I was all over the place, huh? All right. So you get on that Greyhound, you get off, and now just from your context clues, you said my plan was to go back. And ball out. So I'm guessing you didn't you didn't make it back to school. No, I didn't make it back to school. That summer, they kicked in. Uh, I was staying in a hotel at a certain time because I was doing bad things. Um, so was getting... there was there drinking and drugs involved and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was doing bad things. Gotcha. So uh, I mean, were you like PCP, coke? Getting no, numbers? no, I wasn't doing like bad things. Like doing them, I was partaking in bad things trying to invest and sell certain things like oh, okay, products gotcha, so gotcha, i was gotcha. doing bad things gotcha, okay. right. so distributing bad things Copy. yeah so yeah. um so you're a ticket time mom really i mean yeah you're, you're gonna get caught for something yeah you? i'm just too stupid i'm i'm literally like i think i can't be touched and like it's not gonna happen to me yeah well, one of the wise guys. But I'm I, I probably with, crying out in hindsight definitely. after I sat behind those walls and crying for so many yeah. days and being in the hole for sixty days. Somebody noticed me. Somebody saved <coughs> me. I was crying out like, well, I don't want to be doing this, but like, yeah. I'm done. So yeah. You know the, the the saying goes like everybody wants to be a gangster until it's time to do gangster. They don't want to be a gangster because I see I'm 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 gonna look you dead in the face. I seen killers. Real live killers in prison that are straight up bitch when they're behind them bars. Because now you're dealing with the real and they're they're straight bitches. Well, that's no way for the human soul to live anyway, man. Being controlled 24-7, you know. I mean, I mean, I could have just succumbed to it, but I wasn't, I wasn't about to do that shit. I had to get out that motherfucker. I wasn't. It's rough. Well, that's what so one of the wise guys I worked with said. I mean, you know talking about the gangster shit everybody glorifies it and goes uh prisons for suckers well you know it's it's interesting you know I, we made a joke because he was telling a story and we're like man you make it seem like you're selling drugs it's pretty good i should be doing that he goes problem is they only gotta catch you once you gotta beat the government every single day they only gotta win once mm. you gotta beat them every day yeah, you gotta beat them every single day they gotta they gotta win once that's it it's a wrap you know what I mean? That's and then you look at the trade off. You're like, like ten years of my life. Fuck, dude. The most valuable time, like 
Could you imagine missing your 20s? No. No. I, I, I don't know. I got to be honest. I'm not man enough. I don't think if I was staring at 120 months, I'd think. What are you going to do? I'd... What am I going to do? I ain't got I, I, nobody. I would, I would think very, very seriously about killing myself. No, you wouldn't. I never thought that in a day in my life. Oh, well, I'm the same like you. I've not never felt that, situ- that way. Not but... in that situation. No. I never felt like that. In my... Now, I'm, a, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I didn't cry for days straight. Did you go to trial? Did you take a plea? I didn't take no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I definitely. I... If I had a gun, so yeah, I took a plea. If I would have went to trial, I'm finished because I had a gun. 20-year mandatory. Right. Do not pass go. 25. Straight. Mm-hmm. First on the so they gave you ten on the first, no questions asked. Wow, so how they get you? Um, somebody told on me. One of my like friends told on me, so I don't really want to get into that because I thought about killing this person so many times, but obviously I wouldn't do it. But yeah, definitely thought about killing this person a lot because. Well, now you can never do it because you just admitted to premeditation. Yeah, so I, I mean, obviously, please don't nah, do that. Nah, nah, I mean, not, not that this is legal sure. advice, but yeah. Once again, <laughs> everything <laughs> that we're saying today is, is, all satire. is satire. And so, as everybody knows, I am a voracious liar. Don't I've, take I've I, lit- I thought about. I, I thought about like, damn, should I just you know, come home and go ahead and get the deed done? And I was like, nah, I'm not. I can't go back to jail. Oh. I can't. At at 28, can you imagine living to 80 and spending 60 years state prop? That's so. uh, Yeah, it was rough. So, um, for people that are listening right now, the story has a happy ending, folks. So you know, like we'll we'll get we'll get to it. But this is and and Billy, you know, I don't know you as well as Mickey knows. I know the two of you guys are brothers, but you know, your story right now. You know, as painful as it is, and I can see the pain in your eyes talking about it, man. It, it's there's people listening right now that may be in a place that you were. Um, you know, what if you could go back and say something that 15, 16 year old Billy D would actually listen to? Trust the process. That's what you tell him. Trust the process. I didn't trust the process. Mm. I should have just grown up and been a kid. Like I didn't trust the process. I didn't listen to certain people like, yo, it'll come, man. Just like, so what if you don't have this and that right now? Everybody's broke at 20. I wanted everything and I Mm. wanted it now. Mm. And I'm still like that to a certain extent, which still gets me into not legal trouble. Just like, calm down, man. Like, I, I just, I wanted it and I wanted it now. And I felt like I deserved it. Like I was listening to Chaz. Like how he knew his parents knew he was gonna make it. Yeah, I knew I was gonna make it, but I didn't want to wait and trust the process. I wanted that motherfucker right now. Interesting. The instant gratification. I wanted it right yeah. now. I know I wanted what was due to me right now. Forget waiting four years of college. No, motherfucker. I and know I'm that dude. Give it to me now. And and it's not like and it don't come like that, man. It don't come like that. That's why I was so hard on you. Right, because I didn't want you doing the same shit. I know we're getting off subject, but if you can remember, that's why I remember the one time you won that fight, and I was like, "Yo, don't do that shit." Right, that's where that came from. I'm letting you know, like, like that's where that came from. Like, don't do that shit, man. Be humble, man, because you're gonna take blessings away. I'm unaware. I'm unaware of the story. Which what's which fight? Was it my first amateur fight? We were on the same card. Yeah, I took Mickey wanted to fight. He was hot in the ass to fight. Like, hot in the ass. And everybody was trying to tell him, chill, bro, chill. 
You're you're an animal. Chill. So he's like, man, fuck that. I'm fighting. I was like, all right, I'm going to hop on the card with you. And I, because he was an amateur, I was a professional. And I took the pro fight. Um, and Mickey just went out there and whooped this kid. But he he mounted him and was punching like, you can't he couldn't punch, punch the, in the face. I know. So he's know. punching to the body, and then he went like to the crowd, like like the whole Hogan <laughs> ears. Is there video of that? Uh, there might be. There there was, but yo, first of all, so I yeah, that I wanted to. So this, this kid fucking after the second round, I'm beating him. I started to get up, and he kicks me in the chest after the round. Now kicks me like onto my sure, ass. Sure. So I was like, and I, I, I don't want to get disqualified and punch him in the face, but I want to fucking kill him. Like, he just, he, yeah. he embarrassed me fucking, just sure. even the little bit like that, like it embarrassed me at that time. So I was like, I'm going to fucking embarrass you back. And I couldn't fucking, you know. Did I fucking nail Johnny Cage or did I yeah. fucking yes. nail it? Yes, that's why I was like, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, no, I wanted to, I wanted to kill him. Like I, I wanted to, I, I had him in the mount. I just wanted to break his fucking face. So I was yeah. like, How, no, I'm just going to make you, I'm going to make you feel that little bit of embarrassment you made me feel. Interesting. Yeah. And how old were you at this time? I don't know, like 21, 22. Okay. Yeah. And then you uh, you had to tell him. Yeah, I kind of like... It's not, not the way of the martial artist. Yeah, I kind of... I just... I don't know. I just wanted him to be... I, I'm going to be honest. Mickey could tell you. I'll look him dead in the face when... Like, when we met, we got along like ASAP. And then, like, within like a few, like... I'm going to say a couple weeks, I was like, yo, this kid's got it. Like, and I told my other, like, this other dude, John, I was like, yo, John, Mickey got that shit. Like, and this yo. is Gracie, New Jersey, where you guys No, met? this is AMA, 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 Fight Fight Club. AMA Fight Club. I was like, yo, I talk different. I was like, yo, my man, dude got it, yo. I didn't got it. And John was like, yo, yeah, Mickey's good, yo, I'm telling you. I was like, no, nah, he got it, John. Like, and probably, like, I don't know, not too long after that, I was like, yo, Mickey, you going to the UFC, son. You're going to make it. I mean, you're going to make it next year. Not too long after that. And... I just knew there was something about him and there was something about him that I liked about like it was more than like it was like his soul like there was something about like his soul that I feel like that I fell in love with he's got a positive with. energy he's got a good order yeah man yeah. And, and, and I don't fuck with dudes like that so I knew for me to feel like that I was like there's something about this kid and we just kicked it from there but yeah that's a, I you know Spitting Chicklets is, a, is an amazing hockey podcast uh and um, they were Ty Doby was this ex big uh, fighter for the Rangers back in the day, and he was crazy. He was a little dude, and he would fight the biggest guys all the time. And then he'd do this like crazy, like Hulk Hogan shit after. Yeah, he did the, the championship yeah. belt. <laughs> so yeah. the championship belt one was it, and then that pissed off the Red Wings so much that he did that, and like was in the box, like yeah. you know, raising the roof with the with the crowd at the Garden. And the Garden loved him, but the Red Wings. They just started like slashing the Rangers the whole rest of the game. Messier had just gotten uh, traded, and they tell the story on Spitting Chicklets. And uh, Messier, the Red Wings was Chelios on that team? I, th I think he was. He might. Well, at that time, uh, he was probably in Chicago. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like guys and all those. Yes, guys. exactly. Ronick. Right. Hell yeah. So, dude, I love '90s hockey. So, anyway, Do Domi is uh, Buka Boom. Dude, that's my boy, Buka Boom. So he he uh, he's expected Messier to come up to him. After Messier comes up to him, he's expecting him to dap him up, and instead Messier, the captain, grabs him by the collar and goes, "All right, enough's enough with that shit, kid. Fucking, 
you want to fight, we love you for fighting. Put the rest of that shit down. You're a professional yeah. now. Oh, yeah? Cele- celebration yeah, type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he dresses him down. And Domi's, like, sitting there going, oh, fuck, I'm going to get released. If the captain doesn't like me, I'm going down. The whole reason I'm fighting is to try to show I belong in the NHL. Yeah. Now, to the set, that's one part of the leadership. The second part of the leadership is Messier comes out after the shower, and he taps Domi on the shoulder and goes, hey, where are we going to get a drink? You know, so you know, you, you give him a little, you give you give the young kid a little bit of a yeah. of a shake, and then you give him a little bit of the love, and that's yeah. that's that's that leadership, and that's you know, I guess for a guy like you that didn't really have that kind of male influence, that's a really important thing for you to do for another young buck coming through. You know, that's that shows an incredible amount of growth and awareness on your part. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a mentor to like a whole like. All the guys who are like, like, were doing shit. Like he was like a generation, like like a mentor, to like my whole generation, mm-hmm. kind of like me, LJ, you know, uh, John, uh, a lot of really talented John, fighters. Yeah, uh, Richie P, like all of us. Like we, like he's our he's our OG. You know what I mean? Like how, how did how did you get into uh, fighting? Uh, I was teaching a wrestling clinic. He's a good wrestler growing up for too. young kids. I was teaching a wrestling clinic down in like. It's below this bowling alley, it's Dover Lanes, and they have like my high school wrestling coach had his own wrestling um, clinic, like standards wrestling, and these guys were doing like, what I would call MMA. Sure. Over in the corner, and I was just like, like literally, that was the first time I seen, I seen it on TV. That was the first time I seen it like in front of me. I was like, I'm gonna go ask him if I can try. So started rolling around and, and they were probably not high level guys. They weren't like Gracie Academy guys or anything, but they couldn't submit me. And I, to me, wheels start turning. <laughs> wheels start turning. I'm like they can't submit me. I don't even know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I gotta find out where one of these schools are and where these guys are learning. And from then, I took up MMA. Bigger, stronger, faster, and you, and you ended up turning pro. Yeah, I, t- I, I turned pro because in my head, no one knows this is the first time I'm going to tell anyone in my entire life. I felt like I got to turn pro in something. I didn't turn pro as a professional football player. I got to turn pro in something. Mm. So I turned pro and took fights I definitely shouldn't have took. Definitely was not ready for, mm. but I didn't give a flying fuck. I just wanted to scrap. And as long as I didn't get knocked the fuck out, yeah. which I didn't think people would be able to do, and I'm stupid. Which is facts. <laughs> Which is facts. No, not well, what, what, what weight were you fighting at? 170. I, I actually, I took, at I took my first 55 fight. 55 would make a lot of sense. I, no, that was... I took no, my, he was sucked out, bro. Oh, really? I, I took sucked my out. first He's fight. Big. He's like, you're like 200 pounds. Thick, so. I Thick, took yeah. my first fight at 198, and it was yeah. a tournament. It was supposed to be like a, a tournament. If for, you think Billy looks like a pit bull now, you should see uh, 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 old pictures of him. Well, I asked, I asked Rashad. Your, your body type reminds me of a, a little bit smaller Rashad Evans. And I asked Rashad Evans about being a heavyweight at kind 250. Sim- yeah, kind of similar. At 215, there. I was like, you know, what the hell, man? Like, you didn't want to be 240? He goes, nah, man. I, I was way faster. I was way faster than them. Way faster. Yeah. So I fought at 198, 170, and 155. 155, okay. I fought one fight and. That was just to prove to myself that I could get, get to 155 because yeah. everyone's like, you can't get the one. What? You felt good at 170. Well, the weight yeah. was where? I was just too small. Like, For the kickboxers and stuff? Yeah, the, the I was leg. just too small. And I was I was better. I was a better like practice person than a fighter. I don't know why because as soon as I get in the ring, 
I just freaking would go to wrestling. It was just in me. Mm. And I, if I were to just let my left hand or hook go one or two times, it, it'd have been a wrap. But I just never let my hands go. So I wasn't a good fighter. Mm. Never got knocked out, but I wasn't a good fighter. I got submitted a lot. It's just easier said than done, man. And especially anyone watching. Like we we you know, you always like to go to my stat of, you know, the average man is fourteen thousand times less effective in yeah. a fight than they think they would be. For sure. But then you gotta go in there in front of it's such a it's a weird fucking thing too. You gotta be able to like like just to be able to pull the trigger and do this shit like, you know, there's levels to this stuff, Papa. I mean listen, I mean, you know, Put me in a bar fight. I'll take my chances pretty much with anybody. Then I get in with the real fight. We've seen some big tough dudes who are like good at, you know what I mean? And get in there and gas out right away and shit. But you also don't know what you're doing. You know, like, you know, I mean, get get at the biggest. I mean, what's his name? Uh, The world's strongest man just tried to roll with Gordon Ryan. And it was hilarious watching the literal strongest man in the world try to. That that means shit. Last 10 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Try to break that guard, bro. Like, it's it's so much technique. It's so much science to it. You know, so uh, you, you I you get out, I guess, and you go back home. Well, I want to hear. So I, we got to talk some uh, some some in there stories, some incarcerated stories that you and Big D, some of the and some man, of the characters, fresh, yeah. some of who's, the characters. Who's Big D? That's a Big D is a a guy who I oh ever like. He was my um, when I got to my final place where I did my last um, four years, which is Raybrook, New York. So you got moved around. Yeah, I got, I got, yeah, I got moved around a little bit for scrapping. Yeah, for scrapping and slashing and stabbing and whatever the case may be. Very I'm lucky you didn't get uh, gladiator school. That's very what they call lucky it. you didn't yeah. get years added on, huh? Well, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not gonna let you do anything to me. Mm-hmm. So you either get me or I get you. It is what it is. I didn't never walked around looking for like. Yeah. It's like, oh my fuck, what? And it's you're you're in federal and it's violent crime, so you're you're in there with with bad dudes that are looking to do bad things. Yeah, it's a certain point. Um, I, I made it. I made it down to a, a. I started off in a high security. Um, what they do is they give you levels, like when you get sentenced, um, whether you have a, a violent crime or it depends on what prison you're gonna go to. Mm-hmm. And so I had a high, violent crime so i had to go to a um prison that was high security mm-hmm. so uh, uh i've been to leavenworth i've been to farrington i've been to fort dix i've been to allenwood and i've been to raybrook that's five prisons how do you survive in prison if anybody's listening god forbid and they're facing the stretch what's the what's... just be you don't just be you mm-hmm. you know i was i was a nobody i'm in there with like big time people, like big time drug dealers, like um and Jay Z's the black album. Jay Z talks about getting arrested back in the day with his buddy Calvin Klein. I was two doors down from Calvin Klein. Jay Z Klein. I thought he meant he was wearing Calvin Klein. No. 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 I shit you not. Know, I thought he was he was talking about it. his buddies his buddy I know his buddies Calvin Klein. So um, yeah, I was crazy Eddie. These prices are insane. Really? Yeah, in Fort Dix. Uh, um, he was the guy that got caught importing all that coke, I think, right? Well, he had the electronics store, right? Yeah. I thought he was just, I, I, I was so young, I thought it was just, 
him dealing like fake electronics or bad electronics. <laughs> Guys, look up Crazy Eddie from New Jersey. What do you want to jail for? I, I think he, he's in federal prison, so I'm sure it was. I think he was like using his import export business as a front, hey, if man. I remember correctly. Yeah. I never talked to the guy. I'm just letting you yeah, know yeah. what was around me. Um, is there like clout in prison? Is like yeah. what you got, what you came in for gives you a certain level of respect? Well, I mean, yes and no. You can get clout in jail. I mean, you're going to definitely get clout just because of who you were. Like if I know Mickey Gall just, you know, is coming to prison, he's going to come in with clout. So uh -huh. if I know John Gotti Jr., which came out to the compound was coming and we like we knew like a month before he was coming like everybody yeah. knew that john Gotti jr was coming yeah really yeah. Oh. uh Man. crazy eddie went to jail for fraud and money laundering money laundering yeah what he was a money laundering for it was uh, I think he was that that means he was a front right like there wasn't he using his store as a front he was they're just saying that he falsified his income uh they don't really go into detail on the who he fronted for mm. i got it brush up on my crazy Eddie, but I, I seem to f somehow recall it. Yeah, being I think in front. maybe. Um, it's back in the day when nobody beats the Wiz and all this other shit. Yeah, uh, so in Raybrook, um, New York, which is by Lake Placid, literally it's cold as shit up there. Um, I ran into this cat from Pittsburgh called Big D. He wasn't huge, but Big D also known as Fresh. Shout out to my man Fresh. I know he won't hear this, but just gotta say because put it out in the universe. He's doing well in Florida. I still talk to him to this day. Um, he did 15 years. He was uh, just selling a lot of cocaine up and down the Allegheny River. He's from Braddock, Pennsylvania, which is a horrible... Where Florida is he at? North, south, east, west? <sighs> Don't get me lying. He moved around a couple times. He has a little street sweeping company. He owns like two street sweepers. That's what he does and bunch of other shit but he's doing well um that was my guy like we clicked and we used to lift every morning and we worked in the kitchen together and we did some wild shit in the kitchen and we did stole a lot of shit from the kitchen sold a lot of shit from the kitchen um <laughs> just committed just committed to stealing shit in jail for stealing shit how stealing you gonna survive shit. i don't know okay um like we worked in the kitchen, so like let's just say a a can of like twenty ounce clams came in. They would come in a box. Bro, you gotta understand. Most of what ninety nine percent of us listening right now know about prison comes from The Wire, Oz, yeah, Prison Break. If it, if it's not on TV, we don't know what it's. Okay, really we like. don't have shit. We're not gonna get clams. We don't have shit. So in order for you to get like something decent, you have to know somebody. D was the Number one cook, I was the number two cook, which means D had access to anything. I had access to anything. So these clams would come in, 20-ounce cans of clams. The compound would never see them. Me and D would take them, and all the Italian boys wanted them. So you'd have to send us a money order to one of our people on the street. Once we got the money order, we would give you your can of clams. Now, you would think, can of clams? What's that going to... Oh. Okay, you you Italian fuck. You were you were tough on the street. You're tough in here now. These two dollar fucking can can of clams. Send me a money order for five hundred bucks. 
Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, get it. Fuck you, motherfucker. 800. <laughs> Seriously. 1,000, bitch. <laughs> Until it becomes, that's it, you get the money order. Yeah, they want the clams for their sauce. <laughs> serious. Hey, I was not Thalians are serious about their sauce. Very I was, fucking, fucking serious. I was not... I was not like that, but yeah, but you're gonna pay like you wait. Because if I get caught yeah. with these clams, I'm in the hole. Yeah, and now well, that's what I'm thinking. Isn't the, isn't all this on camera? Aren't there COs yeah. everywhere? There's a like... CO in the in the kitchen that works, but he wants his kitchen to run well and wants everything run. So yeah. if I get the meals done and everything's good, he don't give a shit about the fucking clams. I'm not trying to escape. Yeah. I'm just he knows the deal. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not doing the paperwork on fucking clams. I, and I don't really give a shit about the clams. My meal is done. I'm, my job's over. I don't give a shit. What's he going to do? Make a bomb out of those clams? Yeah. He's going to go sell those clams. Yeah. This guy works fucking eight hours a day. Hard as hell for me. Yeah. The CEOs were cool like that. I used to get in this one wrestling match with this, this, <laughs> the CEO, John Pickering. He'd be like, you're Williams. You want to do something? I'd be like, come on, pick, man. Get Shut your fucking white ass up. You don't want to do nothing. All you're going to do is hit that body alarm on the side of your fucking body. Because that's all the COs do. Like when there's trouble, they just hit an alarm. And it goes to all the... And they all come rushing. Yeah. So I was like, you ain't going to do shit. He's like, I'll put it down. I'll put it down. I was like, put that motherfucker down. I dare you. That motherfucker would put it down, too. He'd take it off and put it down. Yeah. As soon as he's putting it down, he was like... Pick was like 6'4", like... 250, 260. And he definitely thought he was like, I'm tough. So he put that motherfucker down and boom, I'm on him. I'm throwing him up against the wall. I'm just I'm doing all types of shit just so I can get my little shit off real quick. Without <laughs> like smashing his head into the wall. Yeah, like shit, without like, him like really like oh he's just but no motherfucker, you wanna fuck around? I'm like, I'm not your fucking toy. And we would go at it and like once the, someone hit the ground, he'd be like, Alright, alright. Yeah, but it was fun. We would wild out like that. <laughs> yeah, John Pickering. Shout out to him. Too. A little something to pass the time, you know? Like, yeah, little... kill time. It was fun. That was fun. That was fun. But I had a buddy of mine growing up, and his father worked at Rikers. And um, the job got bad to the point where it was like, I think they were outnumbered at one point, like 50 or 60 to one. The inmates outnumbered them, and they were, they were thinking about striking. And uh, he was about 10 years in. And his dad tells the story. Like, he's not, it's not a hidden story. He actually kind of, like, makes a joke about it. But they would go to this bar after. And there was, like, a very clear line. The inmates were always trying to get over on these guys. But they were like, nah, you know, there was lines not to be crossed. And then they started getting these, I guess it, it was Latin kings that started getting in there. And then one day he's at the bar. These guys sit down next to him. And they're like... One way or another, can I buy you a drink? Blah blah. blah. What's that? Who do you? And he goes, hey, you're so and so. You live in here, right? Nice area. Your kid goes to this school, right? And he knew exactly what was yeah, happening. Yeah. And the next day, he goes, "Fuck this." I'm done. He falls down some stairs. Literally falls down some stairs. Has a back problem, and uh, takes his his uh, early retirement. Thank you. Um, I'm done. There's no way. Because yeah. I mean, I guess that that what what they end up doing is they lean on the guys to. You know, Rikers is a whole different animal. Really? If you're not a blood, you ain't surviving. Really? Yeah. It's that bad? Yeah. They shut it down. They're shutting it down. They uh, shut down Rikers? They, they're trying to shut it down right now. Because of? Just, it's horrible. Horrible conditions. Horrible. They need better 
jail system better. Well, let's talk about that, Billy. I mean, let's you know you've you've reformed yourself. You've been out for how long now? I came home in two thousand two. Two thousand two. I mean, you've been out. You're a completely different man now than you were. One thousand percent. What What would you like to see done? about the the criminal justice system in America like what what are some solutions to make this a a, a, a better place um well there's they've already done it because there were so many um, petitions and people trying to change law but the crack law needs to be changed because it's a hundred to one ratio which means if I have one gram of crack which what is crack crack is cocaine that's been cooked with ammonia and other ingredients so it's basically base so if you have crack or base base rock and you have one gram of that, basically they could say you have 100 grams of cocaine. Mm. So that 100 to 1 ratio only affects, in essence, poor black young kids because white young kids or Mexicans are not out selling crack. It was primarily at the time young black african-american males so now you're getting kids that are 16 17 getting caught with two grams of crack being charged with 200 grams of cocaine yeah. or whatever the case may be yeah that law needs to be changed yeah you, I, I think in some places it did change because there were white women that were going around selling edibles uh that, with like weed but weed edibles and they were getting they were getting charged by the weight of the brownie and then, that's when, and then that's when the lawmakers were like, all right, maybe this is a little unfair. But I know a lot of people that were sentenced to life in jail yeah. for having 10 grams of crack. Dude, I'm a libertarian. I, I don't think any drug should be illegal. I, I, I don't, you know, so I, I, I have you, a very hard time with imprisoning people for non violent crimes if there was no victim if it's money make them work the money off all right fine restitution fine eight years of your life and nobody was injured that's a very difficult that's a very difficult thing for me to reconcile it's hard for me to look at people that murder people and get five or six years and knowing that i got sentenced to 120 months and i did 85 percent of that in jail and they're gonna do five years and i didn't kill anyone dude nor did i hurt anyone like i may have hurt them mentally <laughs> Which could be worse, but I I never physically harmed anyone. Yeah. And our our politicians rob a lot more than a hundred thousand dollars every day. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Sam Bankman Fried stole forty four <laughs> billion dollars. He made it disappear. No problem. And he's on bail. No problem. In South America right uh -huh. now. No problem. We'll let you out. If if you could have done things differently, what would you have done differently? Uh, be honest if it's not get caught it's not get caught but I feel like it was a matter of time nah I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't have robbed the bank and I would have went to school I would have just kept going to school well your brother made it to the USFL so when you talk about like my I brother, he made, made it, it you, have, you have justification for feeling that way if you were 190 pounds running a 4-4 with a brother who played pro football there's a very good chance that, that might have been you as well I was like 170 I was little but 4-4 four four is 4-4 four four. I was fast yeah real fast yeah. And it was good. I mean that I mean I hate to like be Al Bundy. No. And I try not to talk about it for that reason. I hear you. But my biggest like I think I I don't I, I carry a lot of guilt to this day, like a lot of shame. Yeah, it probably destroys me every day. Every day I wake up I I'm ashamed of myself. Did you ever go to have you ever thought about going to therapy? No. Go to therapy I won't go to therapy. 
No, it's not. I mean. For what? No, not for what. It's just, I know what my fucking problem is. Mm-hmm. I know what the fuck I did wrong. I need to let it go and let people enjoy me because there's people that want to give me love, but I won't let that, you know, come through. I don't talk to anyone from my high school. Yeah. Has it affected your, your relationships? Is it affected? Nah. Yeah. Nah. I'm not like that. I'm just saying like my past, like anyone from my past, I'll be like. Yeah. And we could have been like super cool. Yeah. I'll just be like, nah. Because what's going to, hey, man. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Because you're, you're, you said because of shame. Yeah, I feel ashamed. Yeah, I feel embarrassed. Like what they know me as was like, oh, you're the good. And then, damn, man, what happened? Like, you know, that shit weighs a lot on me. Yeah. Yeah. When people say, what happened? I don't know. Even after all these years, it still weighs on you. Like, yeah, it destroys me. Hmm. What, what uh, would you say to guys coming out? That are looking to start over. What what advice would you give them? Uh, take your time. Take your time. Yeah, take your time. Between the Chaz podcast and this podcast, patience seems to be a quite a. It's a hard thing. Trusting, of course, it's talking about trusting the process and taking your time, and you know what I mean. Chaz is talking about saying the same thing to us, like you guys, young, do this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. seems like. Uh, patience, but it's difficult though, because we all we all want we want you know we. We have ambition and fire. We want to achieve, and we want to get the next thing. We want to get the next thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. but which is an ad- gotta, ad- ambition's which, an admirable thing for sure. But it can also be detrimental, you know, a gift and a curse. Yep. You yeah. know, it's gonna make you feel uneasy. It's gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Yep. And you're gonna want to, you know, do something to fucking fix that and change your life. You know. Well, well and and you did. You fixed it. You changed your life. What was the impetus for you? A lot of people. So we talked about Michael Frenzies earlier. Michael Frenzies found God, and he legitimately did. And and you know, and and you know that that his his religion for him recentered him, and it and it gave him purpose. And for for you, you know, what what kind of was that? You know, if if you even feel that way. You know that this this it, and dude, it could be something as simple as I just don't want to go back. Whatever it is, uh, yeah. Like, I don't feel like I had like some epiphany that like woke me up. Um, I believe I got a little more mature. Um, I believe. Uh, I stopped looking for certain things that I knew weren't going to be there. Like, all right, like. My dad was shitty, this and that. He died of dementia. I did the best I could when, you know, he passed away and, you know, tried to mend the relationship. But I'm never going to get that or have any of that. So move, like, just move on. Like, like move on and be happy with, the, like, yourself. Like, people are like, oh, man, like, people that know me, like, that I went to prison, they're like, yeah, you should be so proud of yourself. You have this, you have that, you have this, you did that. And I'm like, my response is like, think of what I could have had. And that's just me. Like, all right, man, forget, forget. There's still so much time, bro. You're, you're not even halfway home, baby. You know? Yeah, I joke around, and be like, yeah, I got one toe in the grave already, man. I lived a rough life, bro. I'm 47 years young, gonna be 48, but I lived a rough life, man. Yeah, man. And a lot of times, it's not the years, it's the miles. But 47, but you're in great shape. I try to be. Yeah. Um, my thing is, kids. I like, lo- I like try and teach the youth because uh, I feel like I, I, I could get like. I have the type of personality and I know what kids were, I know what I missed 
And I know how I wanted someone to talk to me when I was younger and give me the real, not some bullshit. Don't give me the bullshit, this mm -hmm. and that. Certain kids that I know, like, can handle it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it to them raw dog. Like, listen, you little motherfucker. You keep fucking around. You're going to end up right here. And this is going to happen to you. You're going to cry. And you're going to wonder what. Yeah. So you need to straighten the fuck up right now. But, Bill, you know, that's, that's the gift you've got, unfortunately. Your pain and your suffering, you can't go back in time. But you can save a lot more people. Well, I think that's what I do. This is that's that's my therapy. You ask why I don't go to a therapist because I know what the fuck I'm doing. Not like that. Like no, I know what heals me and know what makes me feel good. That's not an unimportant thing. Yeah. Saving people from making the same mistakes that you made. Oh, I try. Trust me, I definitely try. Yeah. Me and this guy have sat in the parking lot, and he's heard me tell him so many things that I know for a fact that he took in and. Used as a jewel later on when he was younger. Oh, I he never, loves you. He talks about you all the time. He loves you. I know for a fact. Yeah. So that makes me feel good. Like, I know that I got through. One last question for him, Mick. You got anything you want to say to him? Um, nah, man. I just, uh, I don't know. I think that, that shame shit is tough. And I think that's, like, maybe it's it's one of those things where, like if, the way I look at you and everyone I know look at you is like we hold you in such a high regard and shit. Where but you didn't know, you didn't know the, like you didn't know me before. You just knew. But all I know, I know, I know you now and what I, you know, how I couldn't like think more highly of you and shit. So like, yeah, not really a question, but yeah, I hope that you, you know, you don't feel that shame. It, it, it bums me out to that that you feel that way because look, you you just had a beautiful wedding in the Dominican. True. You know, shout out to my wife. Shout out to your wife. Um, so many, like, just bro, you're and like, was she like a teller I, in Kansas? Or? No, <laughs> <laughs> I left that bitch back there. <laughs> but yeah, bro, you're a fucking special one. You're a real one, you know. And I, I'm just, I'm happy to be friends with you. Yeah, man. You know, I yeah. feel the same. Yeah. Bill, man, I, I love the conversation. I think some people are going to get a lot of out of this. And, and They're going to be like, that guy was an asshole. What the fuck are you guys talking nah, about? No way, man. No <laughs> way, man. There, there's a lot of people thinking about a lot of things. And, and a lot of times in this world, we think we're the only ones thinking these things. And that, that's the worst part. The worst part is we feel alone in our existence. Like, I am the only person that's going through this. And it, it's very cathartic to hear somebody else that, that's going through it, gone through it, came out the other side. It's a powerful thing. You Facts. Mean, you know, and, and, you know, dude, I'd love to come back and just talk high school football with you some other time, man. This is your back. You're welcome on Slick and Thick anytime you want, Billy D. Yeah, I appreciate it. You got anything it. you want to say on the way out? You got anything you want to plug? You got anything you want to, you want to shout out? Nah, man, I'm just a personal trainer. Um, shout out to Beyond Fitness and Beyond Fitness Boxing. You know, that's what I do. I'm a personal trainer for God knows how long. So that's what I do. Train people and. Don't even try to follow OG Billy D on uh, Instagram because he's not going to accept you. He's not going to accept you. That is that is definitely true. Like that that's so true. Got like list of just nah 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 nah. I mean, small circle, bro. You don't fuck with people. Small circle. Don't fuck with people. I can't. I'm not going to change that, man. Yeah, you shouldn't. I'm not going to change that. And that's a good call. Don't even follow me because I'm not going to accept you. I love that's, it. One of a kind, bro. That's definitely a good call. But if you're listening yeah. to him, definitely follow me and follow Mickey Gall at Gerard DGAF at Mickey Gall. This is Gas Digital. We are slick and thick every Monday, every Friday, 1 o'clock. 
Tell a friend to tell a friend, Billy Thanks, D. Thanks, OG. You are yeah, the man. man. Nah, you guys are definitely the bomb. Dude, from Mickey Gall, I'm Joe. Hey, first Marcus. podcast, huh? Yeah. First podcast. Billy D! Yeah, brother. Hey, God bless More you. More to come. Hey, awesome. Man. All right, check us out next week on Gas Digital. Peace.